What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the Abundant Journey Podcast. Super glad you are joining us today. Hope you're having a great day. We're excited to be here. As always, I'm your host, Nick James, with my co-captain, co-troublemaker, co-partner in crime, Nick Offenkamp. Nick, how are you, sir? Good. I I thought part of the agreement was we weren't going to allude to any of those crimes or uh, troublemaking, so feeling a little betrayed right off the (laughs) bat here, but... You know, I guess the uh, the beauty is there's there's no details given. So That's exactly we'll just, right. Yep. You we'll know. leave the troublemaking and uh, crime in general. That's right. Well, we'll <laughs> leave all that stuff to our kids anyway. So. Yeah. Right. No. No doubt. How are you? I'm good, man. I uh, things are going well uh, for us here in the Pacific Northwest. Kids are on summer break, so we're having fun with beach trips and. You yourself are enjoying a little bit of vacationing right now with the family. How's that going? Dude, it's so good. Yeah, we're up in uh, Canada in British Columbia, Okanagan um, Valley. And uh, it's been amazing. It is so dang beautiful up here. And then it's hot, too. I think I got the worst sunburn (laughs) of my life the first couple of days that I was up here. We were hanging out um, by a a pool, no shade, and... uh, um, you ever had that where it's just like the first night and you just, you're trying to sleep. And <laughs> there's Brutal. just no possible way to get comfortable because everything is just radiating yeah. heat. Anyway, now I'm in that awful peeling stage. Oh, yes. um, so the, the burning has subsided, but uh, I look like a reptile. That's, that's, um, that's incredible. And, you know, I'll tell you, as we always joke about the weather around here, you know, we're notoriously known for rain, but we're also known for everybody being pale and pasty. And uh, and then when the sun does come out, you know, most people, they can handle sun at like 60 degrees. But when it shows up for us, we all burn it. And it's like, it's not even that hot out. We're fickle people, these Pacific Northwesterners. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to test it. I'm going to see whether or not I actually tan or if I just go from white to red <laughs> back to super white. I fear that it's going to be the latter. Oh, probably. <laughs> well, we are super excited to be on today. Uh, hopefully people haven't tuned out by now as we're just talking about our sunburned skin. And uh, But regardless, we got a great show lined up. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about what we're talking, talking about today? Yeah, well, it's uh, one of the things, one of the main reasons why we do this show is because of how much both you and I love learning, um, and not just learning, but also finding ways to apply those learnings. And so, of course, um, this podcast gives us the opportunity to talk with some of our heroes and some of the people who are um, 10 to 100 to 10,000 steps ahead of us in uh, in entrepreneurial endeavors. Um, but in addition to the podcast, you and I are constantly reading and networking and talking with different business owners and um, and just trying to glean wisdom and inspiration from wherever we can. And so this episode, we wanted to just take some time to reflect on the things that have been most impactful to us in the past couple of months from whether it be um, books or conversations, and then talk about ways that we're 
applying those things in our lives as well as we're building abundant journey along with other entrepreneurial endeavors that, that we're pursuing. So hopefully as listeners, that will be helpful to just kind of get a sense for, okay, uh, how are a couple of guys that maybe are, are more at your level of uh, just trying to get a bunch of inspiration, trying to get feet under them um, by uh, hearing what it is that, that we're thinking about and doing. I love it. Does that sound good to you? That sounds amazing. Super excited. And I, you know, I think one thing just to add to that, and you said it so beautifully, but you know, the, the constant pursuit of getting better, the constant pursuit of taking action is what one of the massive themes that we've heard from all of our guests. And so, you know, That's I right. think it's, it's just so important to stop and reflect because you can get going a million miles an hour, but just taking a little bit of time to reflect on what you're learning and reflect on what you're hearing and then how does it apply to you. And, and so really this episode is geared around that. How does this stuff apply to us? How are we trying to implement it into our lives? And so, yeah, super excited. For sure, man. Well, let's go ahead and start with um, take uh, one of the recent guests that we've had on the podcast and uh, talk about something that um, you've been coming back to that you know, just pops into your brain as you're taking walks or whatever. Um, so what's something that you've taken away from the show and uh, how are you applying that to life right now? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, the classic answer of we've had so many amazing guests and it's hard to pull things from and, and we could probably spend all of our time here today plus others. But, uh, you know, if I were to just draw one, I think as we've had all these different guests on there, I, I feel like I really resonated when we had Bronson Hill on and Bronson, for those of you who maybe haven't listened to that episode, uh, he was a youth pastor in ministry in his younger years had gotten fired from church ministry life, uh, and there was some humor around there, but ultimately he made the transition into medical device sales and then <clears throat> made his way to to uh, real estate full-time. And he's got a book coming out, and just to see the massive amount of action that he's taken. Um, so I, I follow him on, on social media and get to see what he's working on. He's super creative. He's incredible at networking. And we just had a really great discussion with Bronson around the ways that he takes action. But one of the things that he said in the episode that has, maybe I say haunted me, but more than anything stuck with me is that he talked about um, how he spent almost seven years reading and going to meetups, but never actually taking that step of implementation and never taking that step of action to move forward on purchasing real estate. And I think that that stuck with me so much because I found myself for a year and a half, two years at this point of when I had my first real estate light bulb moment of, hey, you know, I'm sitting in front as a banker, I'm sitting in front of investors and sitting in front of people who were really hard workers and they built the real estate portfolio and all of a sudden, you know, these people have massive income streams, uh, passive income. And so that, I mean, man, that was a few years ago at this point. And I think for myself, I can get super caught up in all of the, the different things that I think lead towards taking action, 
but not actually taking that step of action. So that was significant for me just in terms of, you know, thinking about his story, thinking about his journey. It took him seven years. And I think a lot of times I find myself in a similar boat of I'm doing this and I'm doing that and I'm doing, you know, taking steps here and there, but yet I'm not actually doing the thing that moves me forward. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, and it's, um, I'm putting you on the spot totally and asking this question, but do you, how do you discern when it's the right time to make that move? Like, uh, and I'm, you know, I don't want to put words in Bronson's mouth at all, but do you think that, uh, he regrets, um, not jumping in after just one year of attending those meetings? Would it have been the right point at three years? Um, was, was there wasted time in that six years or how do you think about that yourself? Cause you know, you don't want to be passive or like what you're suggesting, you know, um, doing something that feels like action, but doesn't actually lead to any real result. Um, but at the same time, um, you want to learn and have a good understanding and sometimes it just takes time to build the network. So how are you wrestling through that tension? Man, that's a great question. And I think we could unpack that for a long time. And I think everybody's story is a little bit different in terms of why they, they haven't taken action, but the idea from an idea or the thought of, Hey, I, I'd like to take the first steps. You know, there's such a huge spectrum. I mean, you have a, you got people on one end who are like, they're just going to go for it and fail or succeed. It doesn't matter. And they could probably have taken some steps to help mitigate the risk or lessen the, the chances of failure um, all the way onto the other end of inactivity. And, you know, you're not taking steps forward. Um, so there's such a range in there. I think fear is one thing that really stops people. And we hit that on the show a lot, you know, ask our guests, hey, you know, what was going through your mind when you decided to take action? I think we try to really understand their mindset for that. Um, I think, you know, okay. some other things that can can play into it is um, I just recently did a post for a networking group and uh, just a, a quick little article that I, I wrote and it was um, chasing the shiny objects. I think a lot of times once your mind has been awakened to this reality of, you know, action leads to results, you can start actually doing a ton of different things and going so many different directions, but it doesn't actually lead to results because you're chasing so many different things. So that's like completely opposite, right? Like there's fear that holds people back. Then on the other end of the spectrum, there's, Hey, I'm going to chase this and then I'm going to chase this and I'm going to do this. And then there's so many different ideas going on in the head and you don't pick one thing. So I don't know if it's, if there's a universal answer um, for that. I think everybody's situation is different, but I, I think you need to, you need to constantly be evaluating, you know, are my habits and are my daily actions, are they leading me toward the path that I want? And, you know, even take myself out of the real estate perspective and even step back from, um, you know, the entrepreneur stuff. I mean, you think about fitness, right? You think about even like what you're doing with 
you know, the, um, gosh, the Iron Man, um, you know, as you think about that, I mean, it's easy to talk about it. It's easy to kind of do this or that, but you decided this year you were going to do it. And then that puts you on a path towards training and you've been regularly training, weekly training to get better and to improve. And so, you know, even just the commitment to move forward and setting and signing up for something, you know, can be the thing that actually propels you into action versus just concept or talking about it. Yeah. I think that's really helpful. Just um, highlighting the fear that holds us back and that that's probably the top question to be asking yourself as you're um, in the room, creating network. And as you're being presented with different opportunities to actually do the thing that you're talking about wanting to do, if you keep saying no, no, no to every opportunity because of fear, um, then, uh, you know, that's the kind of activity that doesn't actually lead to any results. And at some point you just, you gotta face your fear. You gotta move forward on an opportunity. And instead of always just waiting for the, the absolute perfect fit where every I is dotted and T is crossed. I don't think we've met a single, um, person on the podcast yet that would say that their, their first deal or perhaps even any deal was just like an obvious slam dunk with no risk, no, oh, yeah. no downside, Absolutely. you know? And so if, if that's what, um, what you or I or any of our listeners are waiting for, uh, before actually, you know, jumping in, not going to happen. It ain't happening. Yep. No, I love that. Right. Well, what's one of the, uh, what's one of the guests that we've had on and maybe an impactful thing that you've really pulled from it? Uh, man, Nick Stogaberg, that was a treat, uh, <laughs> having him on. And, um, you know, I feel like there's a, a whole bunch of things that I could pull, um, from that episode. Um, again, just sort of recap of, uh, Nick's got a remarkable, um, story in, uh, in that he grew up, um, uh, pretty impoverished youth, um, some really hard circumstances with, uh, his dad passing away early and, um, more or less kind of having to, to raise himself and at 14 moving out and, um, offering to convert his, uh, friend's basement into a living space uh, for himself. And, um, with that, he, he talked about two different things of um, resourcefulness and creating massive value or creating an offer that's just a no-brainer mm -hmm. for people. And I think that that, um, that basement uh, apartment conversion that he did is a great example of that. At 14 years old, you know, he, he looked around himself. He said, I need housing. Uh, I need to shelter somewhere to live. And I've got these people that have functionally this wasted space. And so I'm going to make them an offer that they can't refuse as far as I'm going to take something that's being totally wasted, underutilized, and I'm going to uh, make it a livable and habitable space for them that brings them um, you know, greater value in their home um, that they can actually use. And in return for that, you know, I'm going to ask that, I can live there for time being. And, um, and so of course it was a no brainer sort of thing for them to say, yeah, you know, if you want to do that work, of course we'll, we'll let you live there. And, and then after he moved out, you know, they've got this, this nice renovated space. Yeah. Um, 
and just the way that Nick uh, has learned to see the world as this place that's just teeming with opportunity. Um, and that, you know, we have so much more available to us in terms of uh, whether it be resources or money or um, just ability to solve problems with uh, what's around us, I think was really refreshing to to hear and to be reminded of. Um, and so those two things, uh, resourcefulness and creating value are things that the last couple of months I've just been thinking about in almost every interaction I've had with in, um, whether it be real estate clients, um, whether it be things at home, whether it be, uh, different business ideas of just, okay, um, to be successful one I have a lot more tools immediately available to me than I probably realize. Yep. Uh, I don't need to, you know, just have the limiting belief of, Oh, if I had another 25 grand, then I could do this. Or, Oh, if I just had, you know, this certain skill set, or if I just had, you know, this other person in my corner, then I could do, it's like, no, I've got an embarrassment of riches in terms of the experiences that I've been given, in terms of the um, the finances that are available uh, to me, um, the network. Anyway, it just uh, the, the resources are there. Yeah. Um, so see them, take advantage of them. And then um, just, uh, I mean, he asks it very bluntly in like every uh, – first interaction he has with people. I remember you talking about that. Like, you know, he, uh, Nick picked up the phone and asked kind of like, how can I, how can I bring value to you today? Um, so I haven't gotten quite as on the nose with that uh, question in my interactions with folks yet, but it's something that I'm always trying to think about now, especially in the first time that I'm interacting with, um, with somebody new of just trying to get a good understanding of like, okay, what is it that this person is doing? What is it that this person needs? What's something that could improve their life, their situation? And how can I do that for them in a way that's, you know, going to be mutually beneficial? Um, so just trying to have that mindset of, all right, how do I, how do I create value? Um, which I think has been, uh, really helpful and it's you know it's stretching some creative muscles that have been a little bit underworked to the last few years i love that and i think you're exactly right you know it's funny you can you can really i think everybody knows they're supposed to say hey what what can i do for you how can i help you but so few people actually live that with their daily interactions and we you know, as humans, I think inevitably walk around and just think about what's going on in our world and our sphere, needs, desires, goals, things we got to get done. Uh, so to meet somebody like Nick, it's super refreshing because he, he lives it, right? I mean, he genuinely says, how can I provide value and I'm going to do what I can uh, to, to help you. And it's just so interesting, you know, his vantage point, like you're saying, I mean, he came from nothing and had to pave his way, but recognized pretty early on that by setting up his focus of life on helping others, um, 
that is what's caused him to grow and that is what's caused him to be successful is just that dedication to being others focused, which is what we're supposed to do as humans. But, uh, you know, oftentimes we don't do that. So yeah, that was, uh, that's a fantastic nugget. I, I too can say that, you know, pulling from, from him on that and, and learning from what he's saying is stretching some muscles, but, uh, but a good one to be working towards. Yeah. Yeah, man. No, it's, uh, it's been so, so fun to, um, have these podcast guests. And like you said, I mean, we could have these kind of takeaways for each and every person that we've had on. And, um, that's what I've loved is just that, um, that the episodes, uh, far outlive just the hour or so that we spend with these folks, because then the ideas, they, uh, they keep, you know, bubbling up, um, throughout the day, um, as we're going about life and business. So that's been super valuable, but, um, talk to me a bit about what, uh, what you're reading and, uh, you know, what's something that in the last month or so has been, um, whether it's a book or a, a podcast or something that you've listened to that's really impacted you and that you're, um, you're trying to take, take some action on. You know, it's funny because before starting this entrepreneur's journey myself, I wasn't, I wasn't a, a huge reader, but everybody you, uh, we listen to and all the advice we get is, you know, there's a wealth of knowledge from books. So this is a plug for people yep. who are not readers just to say, Hey, there's a, there's so much information and you can learn years and I, I think even cut years off of your learning process by simply standing on the shoulders and backs of others. So that's been something that uh, has been, yeah. I've, I've learned to enjoy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's, you know, just real quick before you answer that question, uh, what, uh, may, maybe just give some real practical kind of advice for somebody who's like, Okay, I know I need to read, yep. but I don't. I don't particularly enjoy it right now. How would you encourage somebody to just get started? Man, and I'm not an expert in that field, but I would say, you know, we so often are reactive to our days. We so often just let things happen. So I think starting with living intentionally and living proactively is huge. And the reason why I start with that is, if you sit down to read a book. And if you just commit every day to reading one page, five page, pages, 10 pages, you know, at most 30 minutes, if you're reading one to five pages, I mean, it could take you 10 minutes a day. And, you know, it's amazing how quickly you'll get through a book just being that relentlessly committed to your, your, your number of pages. Uh, I think another huge one, and I'm not a big audio book person. I think you are. And there's a lot of people that I know who do that. But if that's the way that you learn best and, you know, you can be in the car and instead of listening to the songs that you've listened to a thousand times, pick up an audio book and, you know, on that 15, 20 minute ride, um, you know, you're still going to pull information from there. You're going to learn from that. So I think it's just a commitment to being intentional and ultimately saying, hey, this is and this is something I've been uh, reading recently with goals and setting goals and things is there's there's a statistic between people who say I'm going to do this. Then there's a then the percentage of people who actually accomplish it by saying, hey, every day at 6 a.m. 
this is what I'm going to do. So setting the time in place, uh, make sure yeah. your uh, success rate go up incredibly. So, um, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. That, that'd be my thoughts. When do you do most of your reading? I try to get up early. I, that's one of the things I do first thing in the morning is get some coffee, get, uh, get the mind going, get some reading done. And then, you know, after 30 minutes yeah. to an hour, just jump in and start working. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. My mind is most uh, active and kind of at its best later in the, the evening. And so I'm sort of the opposite, but um, I, uh, I read pretty much every night um, as, uh, as I get in bed for now I'm up to typically about an hour or so. Um, and I'm able to, um, to, to move. I, the, the goal is not necessarily to, to move through things quickly or to read a lot of books. I don't really care the number of books that I read in a, in a year, but, um, the, uh, to your point, as far as just starting somewhere, um, even to just start to form the habit of, um, first thing when you wake up or right before going to bed, just having a book at your bookside table and just, just opening yeah. it. Like even if, uh, even if all you read is a couple of lines and then you fall asleep, um, just starting to get into that habit of, of opening a, a book, I think is uh, a good place to, yep. to start. Do you finish every book you read? Definitely not. I, um, yeah. I, I think that there's some books where you can pull a couple of nuggets from, and then there's other books that I read multiple times through, um, just depends on what it is and what I'm trying to learn and why I'm reading it. What about you? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I, I, I am totally good with closing up a book that I'm not either enjoying or finding great value in. Um, and, uh, life's too short to, uh, and there's too many books out there yeah. <laughs> to read it's something true. that, you know, it, it's not school anymore. So you don't, you don't have to read it. Um, and so if, uh, if I'm not enjoying something, I, I move on to the, yep. the next, um, and maybe, you know, it, there might just be something I'm missing or I'm not ready for that book at that point in, in life yet. And so, I'm, you know, I always reserve the right to right. come back to it in the future yep. if I want to, but, uh, but I, I feel no shame in, uh, in moving on from a book. And, um, now that both of you and I are on the same page there, I feel totally free to tell our listeners, yeah, right. <laughs> no shame. You know, if, if, if it's not your cup of tea, close it up, go pour yourself a cup of coffee. That's, it. You know? that's exactly right. <laughs> you, you find something else. No, I love yeah, that. Well, it, all right. So it, that was a, a long winded sort right. of, uh, uh, detour from the original question of just, yeah, what are you reading? So I, I have, uh, I, I say convinced my wife is not a huge reader, but, uh, I sat her down and we started reading the wonderful rich dad, poor dad. And it's, uh, one of the multiple times that I've read that. And it, it's the catalyst for financial freedom and financial literacy for me and my journey. And, uh, it's been really fun to watch her learn and grow and just understand her relationship to money and our relationship to, you know, financial freedom. So that book's been really huge for us over the last, uh, over the last week or two. And, you know, I would say that the big thing taken from the book is, you know, there's so many people who are in the proverbial rat race and they don't even realize it. And I think just seeing it in a different way this year, um, 
in reading the book this time is, you know, as you're in the rat race and as you're, uh, as you're working through that, sorry, sorry, as you, as you're working through that in the book, you know, he talks about how taxes are the biggest expense that you ever pay and those taxes hit you. Mm. And then from there, um, you know, you're paying your mortgage and, you know, there's just so many different expenses that we have and you just don't realize it. So you spend a massive part of your life of your working years, you know, just paying other people, whether to get employers rich or to pay the government taxes or then to turn around and pay, um, you know, your mortgage off. And so those, those were some big takeaways. Yeah. yeah. And one of the things that I really love about that too, and this sort of harkens back to just the, the value of reading. Um, but it's amazing how you've gone through that book, what you five, six times now, maybe more. Not quite, um, but we're getting up there. Get, getting, yeah. Uh, yep. Somewhere between three and five. Um, yep. And uh, how in each pass through, you know, there's something new that you're, you're taking away. It's not like you feel like, oh, I've, yeah. uh, memorized and mastered all of these concepts. And so um, that's really cool that there's been uh, um, both refreshing reminders and some things that you're seeing in it that it's like, I didn't really notice that uh, the last time that you'd gone through it. Um, So that's, that's awesome that you're doing that with, with Liz and and getting some, some good takeaways. And we, we've enjoyed it and it's, it's prompted good discussion. And I think that's, that's been something that's been pretty, pretty significant in the last, the last couple of weeks. What about for you? Yeah, I, uh, I've read a handful of things, um, the last few months, but, uh, the, there's two books that, um, have really been standouts. Um, there's, uh, one of my favorite authors, um, is a guy named James K.A. Smith. Um, he's, uh, he's, Augustine scholar or Augustine scholar, um, but he studies a lot of uh, philosophy. Um, That's mostly what he writes about. Um, But he released a book in the last year called How to Inhabit Time. And um, I struggle to summarize the the book, but um, one of the things that he really talks about is uh, the astounding fact that there are scars in heaven. Um, and so when you think about, um, the body of Jesus, uh, how he, when he came back in his resurrected body, like he, he still has scars and what the implications of that are for us and for our own stories. Um, and that, um, heaven is not an erasure of the life that we have lived here. And that even being or becoming a Christian is not an erasure of the past. And I think that that was a really helpful articulation of something that I've felt deeply, but that um, there's sometimes been some dissonance between what I've felt and what I've heard taught Um about uh, the the Christian life in particular of that, like, um, you know, you had this bad past and you did all of these crazy and terrible things. And then your testimony is, but, you know, but then I came to Jesus and all of that stuff is no longer me. And now I'm this, this new version of me that's, that's cleaned up and better. And so the, the point of uh, a lot of what Smith talks about in how to inhabit time is that like, 
no, actually, um, yes, you've been forgiven of, of everything in your past, but, um, that, that the goal of uh, the Christian life is not to simply erase the past as though, you know, if you became a Christian when you're 30 years old, the first 30 years of your life were wasted and everything that you learned and experienced and went through, you know, was all for naught. Um, but that how in God's uh, economy and the way that he structured the world, um, those things are actually going to be redeemed as part of what makes you uniquely you and part of the unique value that then you have to offer in the realization of God's kingdom here. And, um, and as part of your, your story that you'll carry with you through eternity of what he has um, saved you from and to. Um, so that was really helpful and good. And it then tied in with another book that I read right before that, which is Mastery by Robert Greene. And uh, that's one of the best books that I've, I've ever read. Um, and uh, the way, though, that that tied together for me is just um, in Mastery, uh, Green talks all about um, finding the thing that makes you uniquely you. And what what is it that you, you and only you can offer to the world? And then go after that thing because life is, uh, is too short to... Um, to play it safe. Life is too short to just, you know, follow in the the well-trodden path. Um, And so it's just about, you know, find what it is that's your calling and then just go, go after it. Um, And, uh, and that was certainly inspiring. And Robert uh, Green covers, um, you know, a handful of uh, the, some of the most profound figures in history to just talk about, you know, how they, they had a calling on their life and how they, they went for it and how um, this connects with the James K. Smith's piece of like how uh, upbringing, the challenges that they experienced, um, all of those things that they went through were part of that process of becoming masters of their, their craft. And so uh, it's just between those two books, like a really good reframing of that, like, Hey, um, no, uh, no time in life is wasted or fruitless if you have the the mindset and attitude of um, that all of these things can be uh, used and utilized um, towards future progress. No, I I think that's super awesome. I, man, both those books you uh, you gave such a great description. I'm ready to read them myself. So I'll I'll get them in the lineup for my uh, my morning routine. But I love that thought process because. You know, there's on one end, we we are told every day we're unique and be you, but I love that it seems like the book and something you've taken from it is taking that a step further to say, hey, you're unique, but that uniqueness is meant to be a gift to the world. It's meant yes. to serve others. It's meant to help others in a way that you're uniquely wired. And so living with that in mind, don't settle, don't be complacent, don't just go through the natural well-worn path like you're saying but carve your own path but it's not for yourself it's not for anything but but contributing and uh i think that that message needs to be heard by so many of us yeah yeah absolutely yeah i was inspired by both of those and definitely encourage them i'll uh i'll drop 
links to um, those two books as well as to Rich Dad Poor Dad in the show notes here too. So if anybody does want to pick them up, can do so. Well, I love that. And let's get this thing wrapped up here with one last question. So uh, the question is straightforward and simple. How are we focused on, how are we focused on improving and how are we focused on really taking some of these things we've shared today and the things we've been learning and just leading it to action? So you want to go first? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I um, between those two books and then with uh, the conversation with Nick, I think, um, and it helps being on vacation right now too, but the thing that I just keep uh, thinking about and coming back to is just, all right, um, what, uh, where can I create massive value um, on, on the largest scale for the world. Um, but, <laughs> but, you know, more immediately, like in the, in my, uh, in my day to day with the people that I, um, the, the network that I have with, with certainly with, with my family and, and with work. Um, and, and how do I create that value in a way that really uh, resonates with who I am in the way that I'm wired and the unique things that I have to offer, um, like you're saying, to to make the world a, a better, more fruitful, more abundant kind of place. And so um, in some ways, I feel like I've been more introspective the last month than uh, than I had been in earlier this, this year. But I think that that's been a, a really good process. And there's some things that are starting to become clear. And I know that that's kind of vague right now, at least intentionally so, because I don't want to uh, you know, publicly commit to, to any uh, ideas or any of the things that are, are bouncing around in there. But um, the, uh, the nice thing is, is um, in going a bit more introspective, it's, it's nice to have some clarity emerging as to just, you know, what that, that calling is and trying to look at my my past of um, having been in pastoral ministry, having helped start up a church, then coming out and being in real estate and doing this with you. Like, okay, how do these, you could look at these as like different divergent paths, but what's the thing that ties all of these experiences together? And what's the the trajectory or the future that those are pushing me uh, toward with the, the unique skill set that I have um, to bring value to, to the world? So I don't know if that's a helpful response whatsoever, um, but that's uh, that's what comes to mind. Just I, I'm trying to put all of those things together in a cohesive whole, um, so that it doesn't feel like there's uh, all of these delineant um, aspects to my life. Um, how about you, my man? <laughs> no, I, I love it, and and you know what? It's a better answer than uh, I would will give or would be able to give. So we'll just end the episode now. Well, not really, but yeah, no, that, uh, that was, that was it. even though you felt like it was not cohesive, it was. So uh, I love it. I thought that was great. And, 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 and I would say, yeah. <laughs> and I would say that similarly, maybe just in a different lane, but you know, I've recognized in myself that as we continue to learn and read and, interview guests and meet people who have been so successful by taking action. 
I alluded to it earlier in the episode, it's super easy to try and chase the different shiny objects. It's super easy to say, well, this path is going to lead to where I want to go, and this path's going to lead where I want to go. And then all of a sudden, I realize I'm in a corn maze, um, <laughs> and, and not recognizing that any of the paths work um, as we've continue to learn from our guests. They've just done so many different things and all their paths have worked, but they've all done it differently. But the one thing that really unifies them is they all chose a path and they stuck with the path. And, yeah. you know, and, and I, I just wonder if there's a similar flavor to what I'm sharing and what you're sharing as, as you just kind of looked at your journey and looked at the different things that's led you to where you are today Similarly for me, you know, and moving forward, hey, there's a lot of different options, but I think not picking a path to move forward on is another form of inactivity. It's another form of not taking action because you're taking so much action in so many different directions that you're just spinning in circles. So that's, I think, for me, been a huge uh, focus of trying to implement and, and, and picking one thing. Dude, I love that corn maze analogy because that just uh, it makes so real what I think so many of us feel, where you're just taking turn after turn, and then you know, an hour later, or a week, or a year later, whatever, <laughs> you know, you, you feel like, yep. oh my gosh, I've been in this spot before. Like I've been running around. Did I make any progress at all? (laughs) As opposed to, you know, the, um, I'm just going to put my, my right hand on this right wall and I'm just going to stick with that. And yeah, there might be some dead ends here or there, but like, I'm not going to revisit the same spots. You know, I'm gonna, this is my path. I'm sticking with it. And, uh, man, that's a super helpful word picture um of uh of i think what the the entrepreneur's journey feels like and what the path to success feels like too we don't want to be corn maze people uh we want to be people that identify a path and and stick with it so yep i love it man i think that that's uh truly that right there is a is a good place to uh to end it uh nick james spitting some straight <laughs> wisdom for us all here um but man this is uh this is always a, a pleasure um listeners thanks so much for your continued engagement with us if you would leave us a review on whatever your podcast platform is subscribe those are the kinds of things that really help others uh, find us and engage in the, the conversations that we're having and um, you can also go to abundantjourney.net. I know we keep teasing this newsletter. I'm here to say it is coming. Um, so, <laughs> but the, we need your email address if we're going to get it to you. So there is a form that you yep. can fill out on the abundantjourney.net website, and uh, we'll be getting that to you soon. Otherwise, we'll be back with another episode coming in a week. Thanks, y'all. Yep. Thanks, everybody.